No uh, USC football clip or anything to start us off today. Uh, I know. Really sad. Second um, Corinthians 5.7 says, We will walk by faith, not by sight. And uh, today we're going to be going over uh, learning to walk, walk by faith. So I wanted to start by uh, first introducing myself. I'm Barry Rogers. For some of you who don't know me, I'm the head of the First Impressions team here at Church in the Valley. And I've actually been going to Church in the Valley for coming up 10 years now. So I don't, there's no ribbon or anything, but that's, I still can't believe that that's the, the reality. Um, we're going to be talking about walking by faith. So I wanted to tell you or start by telling you kind of like my faith story. And um, if I'm getting choked up and I'm just talking about talking about my faith story, that might be a problem, but we'll see. Um, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, as I pretty much start every message talking about Louisiana, I think. Um, I, I grew up in a home where uh, my mom and dad, very thankful for them, uh, both were Christians. And so I was raised around the church. And as maybe some of you who were raised around the church, the thing that I thought about most as a child was, when can I get to college so I can make my own decision and stop going to church? Sorry, maybe that was only me, but that was that was my experience. And um, the older I got, we were around church all the time. That was kind of a normal part of the Rogers family routine. And um, I started to kind of pay attention a little bit. And I realized... Uh, number one, that the stories that they were talking about in the Bible uh, seemed like they were talking about them like they were true. And uh, if they're true, then uh, I probably should pay attention and try to figure out what this is all about. And um, when I heard about Jesus and what he had done for us, I said, well, I need to sign up for that. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a good thing. Um, I'll talk more about that in just a bit. But um, growing up, all along my life, I've had uh, realizations and things I've had to learn, and I've had to make my faith my own. As I've become a man, I've had to learn and I've had to develop. And in my late high school years, uh, God really started working in my life, and um, I started thinking through what did I want to do in college or what was I going to be with my life. And, of course, President of the United States sounded like a great option. And I was hungry for power and arrogant enough. I figured that would be very good at that job. Uh, but God said no. Um, he gave me a pretty clear uh, sense that I was going to serve him in ministry for, with my life. And uh, this is something that I was very reluctant to. I didn't know anybody else that was my age that was doing something like that. And I didn't really know how to go about that. But um, eventually I gave in because I couldn't see any other way than doing what God said to do. So I went through college and I eventually went to seminary, which is what every minister is supposed to do. And I learned all the books and things like that. And right as I was about to finish, I thought to myself, people are asking me to lead their churches and I don't know what I'm doing. So um, I got an opportunity to move out to California and learn uh, some practical ministry things um, under some very wise guys. And I've been doing that ever since. And uh, currently I work a job uh, as a security salesman, the most spiritual of the jobs in sales. Um, protecting people and taking care of people. Um, but when I first came out to California, um, I really had a problem. 
Um, it was the first time in my life that I had to stand on my own two feet. I had to figure out, could I, could I make it on my own? And, um, I get choked up about it because it was a really tough time. Um, I look back at some of the decisions that I made during that time. And honestly, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of regret. Um, I was asking though questions that some of you might be asking. Um, can I trust God to make ends meet? Um, I want to get married, but doesn't seem like God's providing anybody. Is he going to mess me over? Am I not going to, uh, is he not going to fulfill me in that way? I just got married. So that's even more emotional to me. Um, I want a different job than what I have. Like, why isn't God giving me what I want? Um, do I need to take this into my own hands? Um, I always believed that God was real. There was never a time, even when I was really struggling, walking away from God and thinking about doing things my own way, that I ever doubted that he was real. Um, and I believe that the scripture was important. I didn't really know if I really thought about it, how seriously God takes his word. Did I think that those were kind of some rules that I could follow and if I didn't, God didn't really care. He kind of give you a mulligan. If you're a minister, you probably need to be a little bit better at following the rules than everybody else. But what was it really about? I really wanted to, to please God, but there were other things that I wanted maybe a little bit more than that. Um, and I really had questions. So I was very thankful for uh, the community that came around me and, um, and, uh, and really helped me during this time. Uh, but I nearly walked away from God because honestly, again, it wasn't that I thought that he wasn't there. It was that I didn't know how to get back. I was kind of keeping up the front of a guy that had it all together or could figure it out, but I really didn't know how to get back to God and I really needed help and I needed to learn how to walk. And that's what we're talking about today is walking by faith. How do we, how do we pull this off? Uh, the, the Bible uses the metaphor of walking and that could get a little confusing because, you know, walking with God, walking with, by faith, um, walking is something that we do all the time. The Bible, they talk about it kind of like life, living, walking exactly, walking along the path. That's kind of the idea that we're going on. Um, today we're going to be talking specifically about walking by faith. And if I could give you kind of the overview summary of what walking by faith, according to the New Testament, is it's basically taking God seriously enough to do what he says and trust him for the outcomes in your life. So we'll talk about that a little bit more detail. Um, but for most of my life or for most of you, um, walking is kind of a normal thing that you do every day. Uh, a recent study showed that, uh, most Americans do about 5,000 steps a day, which is about two and a half miles, which that surprised me. I did not think it would be that much. Um, I think doctors recommend 10,000 steps. So some information for everybody to help you out. Uh, if anyone uses a Fitbit to track your steps, you probably are a little bit more well-versed. Somebody in this room right now is going, I do 20,000. I'm twice the normal or whatever. Um, I actually had a friend one time that had forgotten that he had signed up to, um, to partner with me on Fitbit. And every once in a while I would get this like message saying, congratulate so-and-so. They did a hundred steps today. And you'd go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty sad, but, um, 
But it's basically, it's something that we learn to do very early. And for some of you, this is, might be the way you look at uh, your faith walk, okay? So I'm going to show an image first of little baby, cute baby, learning to walk. Their parents have her, and they're going through a meadow. She's barefoot. Come on, parents. I don't, even, I don't know what that's about, but this is something for all of us we see each week. When you're walking through the hallways, you see parent, you see kids taking their first step and you go, oh, they grow up so fast. Uh, but spiritually, um, some of you might be at this spot, not saying you're a baby, but just saying like, you're, you're just kind of in that first steps. You're, you're learning to walk by faith. You're asking questions. You're learning more about God, but you're, you're just getting started. The next is kind of some people walking. This is kind of our everyday. It's normal. We've all walked. Um, when you accept Christ and you start to walk with God, you start to walk by faith, uh, you do this every day. You build routines and patterns, and some of them good, some of them bad patterns, but you're doing it every day, so you don't really think too much about it. Today, maybe we could challenge a little bit of those um, patterns and routines, and let's learn to like walk by faith um, in our everyday life. And, uh, the final image is this, this one really kind of pulls at my heartstrings, um, the soldier learning how to walk again. And I'm very thankful for our soldiers and all that they do to protect us and our country. Um, but they've given and they've sacrificed for the mission and now they need to learn to walk again. And I think, um, that's where I was when I first moved out to California. I had taken on some damage, self-inflicted, and, um, I really needed to learn how to walk again and I needed help. So, I want to encourage everybody, no matter where you're at, uh, today, let's do this together. Let's learn to walk. Let's, let's take a look at this. And um, there's a lot of benefits that the scripture talks about. I think we have some up here. It gives you the shortest path. I think sometimes walking with God and you're following his way, you go, oh, man, this should be so much easier. Or this could be so much shorter. But um, the truth is, is that God's way is the shortest path. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 promises that. Um, the next, it promises prosperity, help from God, a life that flourishes, deliverance from trouble, uh, plans that succeed, um, safety from traps, stability and strength, and vindication from enemies when people are coming against you. Uh, walking with God or walking by faith uh, has a way of unlocking doors and, um, and helping us out in these situations. So how do we do this? How do we walk by faith? Um, when I just even say that word faith, most of us already have images that are going on in our head. Um, you know, we, we talk about, uh, faith in like a religion. Oh, I have faith. Yeah, I'm Buddhist or I'm Catholic, that sort of thing. Um, some t- people talk about, uh, faith in general terms. Um, I don't really practice religion. I'm just a person of faith or I believe. Others use faith as kind of a optimistic kind of catch all. Um, well, I have faith it's all going to work out on the end or God is going to God, you know, I know what God says, but he's going to take care of me. It's going to be fine. Um, and some people have faith in their family, themselves, their country or a political party, uh, their spouse, philosophy, science. As human beings, it's very, very normal that we put faith in something. It's just kind of a normal part of our life. Um, but what does the Bible say uh, faith is? The Bible has a lot of, um, lot to say about faith, belief, faithfulness, um, and just kind of reading through, I read through a ton of, um, passages from the New Testament and kind of preparing for this, but there's the ones that pop out to you, um, 
like uh, uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, evidence of, the, of things unseen. Um, people have different amounts of faith. If you look throughout the New Testament, Jesus is saying to this one over here, oh, man, you have great faith or you of little faith. So there's different amounts that you could have. Um, faith is demonstrated in action. It's not just something that we have and we hold on to, but it's demonstrated in action. Um, faith gets results when it's in line with God's word. Um, that's something that's found throughout the New Testament. Um, and faith really opens the door uh, to true life. So like I was talking about earlier, um, when I was really wrestling with uh, with who Christ was, with who Jesus is, um, I, I think when I was a kid, and I'm kind of putting the pieces together, what I was trying to figure out was, um, you know, how could I be made whole again when I know that I've done all kinds of bad things? Well, God really does love us, and God provided a way. Uh, for some of you who are wrestling with how can you be um, with God or how can you walk with God, uh, the truth is it's very hard if we're looking to do it on our own effort uh, to see how we could be with God because we just can't do it. We miss the mark every time. We sin against God. We do really horrible things. And there's shame and regret. And um, the truth is, is that it's through faith. It's through faith that we uh, we believe in Jesus Christ. It's through faith that he changes us and he continually makes him, makes us more like Christ. And um, to really be able to grab a hold of this term faith is critical to our understanding of uh, walking with God and really getting to know him better. Um, so these are all different things that you'll find throughout the New Testament. And um, maybe just like a side note, something that I would encourage you in, if you're, if you're trying to grab a hold of this and you're trying to figure out um, how do you get back to God or how do you walk with God, um, something that I did during um, times when I was trying to just get some foundation going again was just to start at the really short books. There's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. They're very short books, so you can get like quick wins and feel like you've gotten a lot done. But small chunks of the Bible, they're letters, and uh, they talk about this. They talk about the basic ways that we could live as Christians. Another thing is what we call the gospel in a jar. So it's John, Acts, Romans, J-A-R. It's a really easy one. If you're looking for really bite-sized bits, maybe you don't start in Genesis or Jeremiah or Matthew, but John, Acts, Romans, those are good places to start. Uh, but like I started with, Second um, Corinthians 5, 7 says, we live by faith, not by sight. So this is a passage of scripture where Paul is basically talking about, um, Paul's an early church starter. Uh, he wrote a letter to Corinth and he's trying to encourage them in, uh, basically in this, exactly what we're talking about, walking with God. And, uh, he went into, wanted to encourage them that one day, um, we will be able to see God. We know this, like that's, uh, as we accept Christ, he makes a way for us to have eternal life with God after this life, this existence. And um, he wants to encourage them in that, that one day we'll be able to see God face to face. That's real face to face. That's reality. Um, but for right now, we have to walk by faith. We don't get to see everything. But faith isn't just completely blind. It's not completely something that's just out there and um, we have to just hope that it's all true and it'll work out. But faith really is something tangible. It's something where we can um, 
we can grab a hold of it. And it's critical to how we walk with God here on earth. We can't walk by sight or else we're going to constantly get sidetracked. Um, the biblical concept of faith, like I said earlier, is taking God seriously enough to do what he says and trust him for the outcomes in my life. So basically, you can break down uh, this concept into two different aspects that you'll hear over and over in the Bible. And it's uh, the fear of the Lord and trust in the Lord. So you'll hear these terms over and over in the book of Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, but these were Old Testament concepts, but they basically equate to what our uh, modern-day concept of faith really is. Um, so what is this fear of the Lord? You, you start any word with fear and, you know, people freak out. It's not good. Um, but fear of the Lord is choosing to live out, uh, live our lives inside the boundaries of God's commands. Um, Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the holy is understanding. So throughout, again, Proverbs and Psalms, you see this over and over where he talks about the fear of uh, the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is basically being able to see the world as it is, seeing the world the way God is. And it's, it's taking God into, uh, into, the, into the picture of all of reality. Um, in today's world, uh, if you think about wise people or wise people that they put on TV, very rarely are you going to find somebody talking about God. We kind of talk about reason. We talk about uh, logic, but we don't talk about um, God. And if you leave that out, uh, you really don't have a complete picture of the world. So fear of the Lord is to really say God is real. And if he's real, then I'm going to take what he says seriously um, scripture is full of commands and we normally think of all the these and thous and really bad, uh, no, don't do this and all the things that God doesn't want us to do. But God's book, uh, God's, uh, word, the Bible isn't just a bunch of rules of things not to do, but it's full of things that really do please God. It's basically a guidebook on how we can walk in line with the way God has created reality and the way he wants things. Um, so God commands us to do a lot of things that are really good, um, doing good things for other people, uh, praying for other people because it brings him into the reality of the situations we're in, uh, sharing Jesus with other people so that they can have the same life. These are all uh, good things that he says to do. And um, honestly, in our own effort, it's uh, sometimes a real challenge to do these things. And if we live in the fear of the Lord, if we live our lives inside of his commands and his laws, you notice that there's kind of a boundary around your life. I think when I really was struggling with God, um, it was the first time in my life where I'd stand on my own two feet. I was making my own money, making my own decisions. And you start to see this boundary around you. And you see that, well, some of the things that I want for my life are outside of what God says is real. So does he really want good things for me if all the stuff that I want is over here and he tells me to stay in here? Honestly, fear in the Lord, really taking him seriously enough to stay inside those boundaries, that's a big part of us walking by faith because obviously that takes faith to do that. The next aspect is to trust in the Lord. When we trust in the Lord, um, we're choosing to count on God for the outcome of our life uh, inside of his boundaries. So it takes both of these really to walk by faith. Um, 
So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. When we trust in the Lord, he tends to make our path straight. He shortens the path that it takes to get from where we want to go to what uh, what we want to do. But it's because we're trusting in him. It's not because we're just doing whatever we want. We don't lean on our own understanding. That's that sight. Um, so with fear of the Lord, we take uh, God seriously enough to stay inside of his boundaries. Uh, but with trust in the Lord, we choose to believe that God will not rip us off. He's not going to... He's not going to mess you over just because you decided to stick with him. And this is a real thing. This is a big part of my struggle with uh, with my relationship with God has been trying to figure out, well, what happens when what I want conflicts with what you've told me I should do? Um, I think this is something that we all kind of have struggled with. Um, so what is, that's what faith is. Um, what is faith not? These are a couple things that maybe you've heard, and I think these are some of the reasons why people think that um, Christians are crazy for some of the things that they believe. But uh, the first one is it's not a leap of faith. I think there's a slide before that. Um, it's not a leap of faith. I found this image on the Internet, um, and I see these kind of things on Facebook all the time, and you go, oh, yeah, sometimes your only available transportation is a leap of faith. But you have to look at this and go, that is a bad idea for a goldfish to jump out of the water. So the leap of faith in this case, this is a perfect illustration of God is never asking you just to jump out in faith to your own destruction. Like God is asking you to step out to what he's promised is going to bring blessing. So um, it's not just a leap of faith. It's not a feeling, not something you feel. I'm a feeler. A lot of things that I've done in the early part of my life were based on, ah, oh, this just feels right. This is going to be good, you know, and then disaster. Uh, it takes some effort. It's not something that comes naturally. Um, if it really, uh, a lot of times walking by faith, we're relying on God. It's not the way that uh, humans natively uh, interact. That's why we can't do it by sight. We have to do it by faith. Um, and then it's not fantasy or positive thinking. It's rea- It's really rooted in reality. It's the way God really has made this world for us. So what does this look like? Um, basically, I wanted to uh, kind of come up with an illustration that kind of draws the difficulty of walking by faith because I think everything that I've learned how to do in my walk with God, I've been able to grab a hold of and do pretty good for like the short term. You know, like uh, God asks you to sacrifice with your money and you write that one check and you go, God, I did it. All right. You know, this is great. But it's just if he asks twice that we start having problems and three times and all that sort of thing. Um, but in the short time, we do pretty well. But I wanted to show an image of a long road. So this is uh, this is from where I'm from in north in, uh, in South Louisiana. Uh, between New Orleans is on this side and then. The abyss is just on the other side. Um, it's This is the Causeway Bridge. It's actually the longest bridge in the United States until China built the longest. It was the biggest in the world, but it's 24 miles across. And this is what I had to take every time I wanted to go see my grandmother. And so I spent a lot of my childhood on this bridge. And there aren't very many crossovers. So if you made a mistake and you forgot the pie back home you were supposed to bring for Thanksgiving... 
24 miles and then 24 miles back, you have a problem. Yeah, so it was not, not that fun, but let's see this other road. This might be what most of us are more used to in the Southwest. Uh, but you can see, beautiful little road. Uh, when I moved out to California, I packed up my truck, and I went down a lot of roads like this. And uh, at first, every road trip you've ever been on is really pleasant and exciting, and then you start asking, you know, are we there yet? Like, are we getting there? Um, last week, uh, Neil talked about kind of the decision-making, so it looked kind of like this. And um, I wish the decisions were all that easy. And um, if you didn't hear that message, I would definitely highly recommend you go listen to it because it's very helpful. Um, but go back to the road. This is mainly what we're looking at. We've made decisions and we have to stick to them. And uh, the road that we're on really does have uh, two sides to it. There's uh, the fear of the Lord, which is keeping us inside of his bounds. We're sticking to what he says. And the other side is the trust in the Lord. When we, uh, when we can stick our life into that frame rate or that frame, um, we really are able to make progress and uh, we really have an adventure on our hands. Uh, because as the road goes on, it gets longer and longer and life as we know gets more stressful. Um, there's more things uh, that, that, that God puts on our plate. Uh, there's families uh, have a tendency to get larger and as uh, as we're going through life, we're having to ask more and more questions. Can I stay inside of his boundary and not get ripped off? And as that road gets longer, you start to notice little detours that seem really, really convenient. And maybe for most of us, it's just a little thing that's right there. It's not far off the road, but it's just a little off the road. If God really loved me, why would he put what I want just outside of his boundary? This is where the tension starts to build. And we know we hear the stories all the time of the people, people who just blow up and, um, you know, uh, stories of adultery or stories of uh, uh, all sorts of misconduct and um, the politicians who they find have an extra $500,000 and they don't know how it you know, came. It doesn't start usually from some giant leap off the road. It starts as a little detour that we've just decided to take. But as Christians, you know, most of us aren't blowing up that badly. What we're looking for is we're looking to stick within these boundaries and follow him. Um, so I think what I want to just put out to you is that, um, God really does care about us. This isn't a game. It's not a trick. Sometimes, uh, when I was trying to figure out how to get back on the path, I just felt like this was some elaborate, you know, game. And I was just like a pawn in his, his, his game that he had for me. But the truth is, is that this pressure, the tension, of trusting him is for my good as well. As I stick to the road and I really trust that God's going to come through for me and do good things for me, I've noticed that I've been able to grow in my character and I've gotten stronger, Um, you know, especially trying to get back on the road after taking a detour. I really had to do this, this whole thing over again. And I had to say, okay, let me just start from scratch. And I would go to Starbucks on a Friday night 
and I would read scripture and I would see what, what actually God said. And I would try to figure out, okay, if that's what he said, then how do I need to stick to that? How do I do that? And then as life comes at you and the road starts getting longer, you do, you feel that pressure and, um, learning to walk step by step like that has made it to where now where I'm at in my walk, I can take more confident steps. There's a lot of things that used to really mess me up early on that don't mess me up anymore because God's built into my character. He's blessed me in different ways. I've gotten to see the fruit of walking and sticking to his way. Um, just a little side anecdote, just got married. I really wouldn't have pictured my wife coming along, but I'm deeply thankful for her. There you go. Plug, plug for marriage. There you go. Um, but walking along this path, that's, you see little tastes as you go, but you don't see it up front. That's where the faith comes in. And so I would definitely encourage everyone here. Uh, we're going to talk through a couple things that would be really helpful, uh, to stick on this path. But, um, uh, the first one is just giving aware, uh, of the life that God wants for you. And I really think that, uh, you're going to notice that some of these things kind of overlap with each other, uh, but that's okay. The first thing is, uh, being aware, aware of the life that God wants from you and I, or for you. And I don't think it happens outside of the scripture. I think, um, um, Holly and I actually were on a missions trip two, two weeks ago and I got to share my story just like I shared with you today. Uh, with a bunch of college guys in the Netherlands, and uh, they were trying to make the decision, would they walk by faith? Would they accept Christ? Would they go do their own thing? And they all told me about the same thing. They'd say, you know, yeah, I don't know about the God, you know, I don't know about God, but it just seems like it's really difficult to read the Bible. And I was like, ah, I thought that exact same thing. And yes, if, uh, if you don't want to put any effort and you don't want to pick up the book, yes, it's absolutely almost impossible. It's very difficult. Uh, but what I found is as I take like little bits of the scripture and I just allow God to make me aware of what he's doing, um, I've seen a lot of blessing in my life. I've noticed my thoughts are a little bit different. I've noticed that the things that I take into account when I make decisions become very different. And it really doesn't come from those long, drawn-out times reading the Bible. When I was a uh, very little boy, I um, I had the idea that I was going to sit down and read the Bible in one sitting. And um, not only did I not <laughs> read the Bible then, but I didn't read it for several years after that. So uh, that's not a good idea. But as you read little bits at a time, you become kind of aware of the world uh, that God's created and how he's made human beings. Uh, the next is the tools that God provides. And I talk about this all the time because this was extraordinarily helpful to me is um, scripture, prayer, uh, encouraging fellowship in ministry. These are all things that God's provided us. And as we use his tools, uh, you notice that he produces his results in your life. Even something like ministry where we think, well, that's not really for me. As you're giving yourself, as you're giving your time, your money, your talents to other people, God uses that to build you. And that's walking by faith because it just doesn't make sense otherwise. Um, the next is constant communication with God. And some of you have picked up prayer and you've tried it out and it didn't work because he didn't give you what, he, what you asked for. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that, that 
uh, prayer is this relationship. And when you were walking by faith, we really, really, really need prayer because we need to be able to honestly come to God and say, God, it's not working. I don't know why you're not answering this. Like, I don't know why, uh, why you wouldn't give this to me when I really want it. The more honest I've been with God in my prayer and being able to tell him how I really feel, the more I've felt him speak back to me through his scripture, through um, wise people that have been able to kind of help me keep it together. Uh, God speaks through a lot of different ways, but as I'm honest with him, that's when we've built our relationship. And, um, you know, thankfully at nearly 35, I feel like I've, uh, I've really built a lot of depth to my relationship with God because I know that I can call on him and he's not going to be he's not going to panic and freak out because, you know, oh gosh, Barry's having trouble or he's struggling again or something like that. It's like he knows me and he knows that I bring um, what's important to me to him. Uh, and then we need input. Uh, something that Neil said last week I thought was really brilliant and I wish I would have heard it maybe 15 years earlier, but he said uh, there are two times that we need input in our life. We need input uh, when we don't know what to do, so that's an easy one. I think we all try to find somebody and ask for help, maybe. Some of us do. Um, but the other one is when we do know what to do, we need input. This is one I feel like I'm just now starting to develop because my plans are just so good that I don't need help in developing them. Uh, but as I, I come up with these big decisions that I need to make and I feel like I know what the path is and I know how I can get what I want, I really need people to speak into my life that care about me and are willing to say, hey, that is an awful idea. Um, when Holly and I were picking out our apartment, um, I had talked to several guys about places and I heard several times, don't do it. That's a bad idea. Don't save money there. Don't, you know, give me different ideas and uh, making those decisions. But as we're making faith decisions, we need input. We need input from scripture. We need input from other people. And to be able to have humility to receive that uh, is really a huge uh, advantage. And then finally, get a grip. Get a grip on your responsibilities. We all have been given things, uh, whether it's a little bit of responsibility or a lot of responsibility. And this is one that's really, really difficult for me because I think this is where uh, my current struggle in faith really is, is to say, um, God, I want this or I want to go to this place. God, how do I get to that responsibility, that new level, that new new job or the new whatever? And the truth is, is that God has answered over and over, well, do what I gave you right now and you'll learn a little bit that maybe will prepare you for that next thing. Um, I've seen over and over as I've gotten a grip on my responsibilities that suddenly prayers that were kind of on hold for a long time have kind of opened up and I'm deeply thankful for that. Um, I want to encourage everybody as we kind of wrap up, um, I'll ask the band um, to come up and um, we're going to talk through a couple next steps, but I just want to encourage everybody. This is kind of my story and uh, there's so much scripture that talks about faith and walking according to God's ways, but it's basically really that simple is that we have to take him seriously. And as we take him seriously, we say, I'm going to stay in his boundaries and when we stay in his boundaries, it takes faith to say that I'm not going to bail. I'm not going to get out. And as we do that, not only does he develop us and grow us, but 
there's actually reward and blessing that comes on the other side. But we have to have that patience and we have to have um, the faith uh, to, to keep moving along that way. So I want to encourage everybody, take some of those um, uh, suggestions that I make and just kind of think through uh, one of them that maybe you can implement this week, something that would help you uh, kind of grip on things. Uh, for a lot of us, maybe it's just saying honestly to God, God, w- what's next? What do you want from me? Um, I feel like I've been faithful and I'm missing this thing. What is that? Take it to God. As we're honest with God, on- God is always honest with us. And um, so I want to pray for us as we close up, but I want to encourage you just uh, to choose to walk by faith. Take the Take the difficult road and Um, and rely on God. So let's pray. Dear God, uh, we thank you so much for uh, just your word. Uh, I sometimes can't wrap my mind around the fact that you even want to talk to me and that you would would give me such clear instructions on how to live life. And um, God, I'm deeply thankful for this church. And uh, I pray uh, that we would encourage each other to grow as we learn to walk step by step in faith uh, down this long road of life. Uh, We love you and we ask for your blessing. Amen.